This is the Southern Spines Podcast. I'm Allison Law. Today's podcast comes from Southern Spines contributor Stacey Bashma. She sat down recently with Atlanta poet and fiction writer Colin Kelly, who has self-published a book of short stories called Kiss Shot. The ebook is available for a short time for free October 5th through the 7th on Amazon.com. We are uh, here with author Colin Kelly at the Thinking Man Tavern here in Atlanta. Colin's the author of the novels Conquering Venus and Remain in Light, as well as collections of poems, including one render that will be out in April of 2013. Colin has been uh, Georgia Author of the Year, multiple nominee for the Pushcart Prize. He's a board member with Poetry Atlanta and is the co-director of the Atlanta Queer Literature Festival. He has just released a short story collection, Kiss Shot, on Amazon. Hey, Colin. Hey. <laughs> hey. Um, so tell us about Kiss Shot and Amazon and okay. um, partnering and e-publishing. And e-publishing. Well, um, Kiss Shot, uh, the stories, I tell this story, the the stories are 20 years old. Okay. And they were lost on some old floppy disks and I found them. And I was, I was obviously, I think even back then, 20 years ago when I wrote these, I was aiming for this to be a bigger book of stories where all these characters in this little Georgia town called Cottonwood you would just kind of learn all their stories through this series of short stories. And so I found these four stories and I thought they were actually still pretty good, even 20 years later, you know, because my voice has totally changed, Sure. you know, in that time. But they needed a little work and so I did the work and I worked with my editor who I always work with on my novels and poetry. And we kind of got it together and I've been, you know, there's so many people self-publishing now. You know, they call them indie authors now, you know, so. Um, and doing the whole ebook thing, and I just wanted to try it. I just wanted to see if I could do it and what would happen. And you know, my my publisher, who I have my novels with, Vanilla Heart, have like a three book contract with them, and they were like, "Sure, do whatever you want. You know, you're not bound to us. You can. It's other work. Do whatever you want." So I said, "Okay, good. I'm going to try doing this ebook myself." So I formatted the ebook. I designed the cover of the ebook. I did the whole bit myself. I just wanted to know if I could do it, and I did. And um, I decided to go to do the exclusive thing with Amazon, because the majority of sales of my novels, it's all been through Amazon, and it's all been ebooks as well. I mean, the number of ebooks that I've sold of my two novels has far outstripped the print novels. It's just shocking. Sure. Um, and I'm like, since it's going to be probably the, the third novel in the trilogy is probably not going to be out until like the end of 2014 so it's a few years away I wanted to kind of just put like something out kind of in between that you know um, would kind of introduce people to me in a different way and would hopefully if they like this they'd go back and read the, the, the novels um, and so yeah so I just decided Amazon just makes it really really easy um to upload the ebooks, they work with you, you know, if, you know, because once I'd uploaded the ebook, I had to re-upload it <laughs> because there was there were a couple little formatting errors. And then I had to re-upload it again because I realized that on the acknowledgement page I'd left out giving a credit for the photographer who'd done the cover. 
easy though. I mean, you basically you're just hitting a couple of buttons and they just take care of it for you. You know, it was it was just it was really easy. Uh, and I thought it was going to be the formatting part that you do yourself. That took like a whole like afternoon to get it together so it would look right. Um, but it was easy. And the thing, and I know people are the whole Amazon thing. People are. You know, a lot of people don't like Amazon because they think it's a monopoly. Um, and and it, 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 it is, I mean, you know, but the royalty rate you get from them is higher than anywhere else. The exposure you get from them is higher than anywhere else. The opportunity to do, like, the giveaway thing that we're gonna, I'm going to do with them the first week of October. I mean, it's just, you know... And the, the two days after Kiss Shot came out, it went on the Amazon bestseller list. It went in the top 50. It was at 39 from Shortsword Collection. And just, you know, which I just thought was amazing. Um, so the exclusive thing I'm doing with Amazon lasts for three months. So after the first of the year, I'll kind of reevaluate if I'm going to upload it for the you know, for Barnes Noble or Smashwords or, or some of the other. But we'll see. You know, it may stay just exclusively at Amazon. So we'll see. So the uh, the four stories in Kiss Shot are set in Cottonwood, Georgia, yep. uh, which I'm guessing is fictional. It is fictional, um, but loosely based on the town where I grew up, ah. which is Fayetteville, which is South. <laughs> um, Sounds like an interesting here. town where you uh, grew yeah. up. Um, and, I mean, and the stories are fiction. You know, mm -hmm. there's a few characters in there that have a little relation to real life, sure. but it really is, it's mostly fiction. But I never, I kind of avoided writing about the South, you know, the novels, Concrete and Remaining Life, they're all set in Paris. Right. The, the main, one of the main characters is from Memphis, but he's only in Memphis like briefly in the, in the two books. So it's mostly set in Europe, and so writing about European characters and that sensibility so this was the first time I really kind of explored my southern roots. I mean, I grew up reading Tennessee Williams and Flannery O'Connor and Tim Cody and Harper Lee. So I loved them, and that's kind of what fed me. And I just realized, you know, after I found the stories again, that, you know, I need to explore this part of my literary heritage, you know, history. And now I'm really excited about it, to expand it and make it into like a full book at some point in the future and have all these stories set in this town. So are you expecting kind of just a bigger short story collection as opposed to a novel um, set in Cottonwood? Yeah, I, I think it will be, it'll just be like, I think it will be a novel. It'll eventually kind of okay. become a novel, but it'll still be these interconnected stories. Um, I don't know, that's something I'm still kind of toying with. Because there's a lot of the minor characters that are in these four stories in Kiss Shot who will have their own bigger full stories in, um, you know, later on. The the woman who owns the, the, the cafe on the courthouse square who just has a little cameo, she'll have her own story. Um, and there's, there's actually, there was another story that I didn't include in this that needs a lot of work because I'd only gotten about halfway through it, I guess, before I stopped working on these about 20 years ago. And it's about, um, it's about uh, the editor of the local newspaper, and he's involved in an interracial relationship with the reporter on his staff. So that causes a lot of friction and uh, 
so, yeah, there's a lot to explore in this town and with these characters, so I'm looking forward to this. So one thing I have always enjoyed about your, your work is you're so rooted in pop culture, and I know you yeah. do a lot of reviewing in your day job and, and all. So yeah, uh, Natalie Wood appears uh, in, I mean, you know, is a reference in Kiss Shot, is his uh, Jim Croce. Yeah. Um, and you know, you've got poetry, Why I Want to Be Pam Greer, yeah. and, and uh, Wonder Woman. So I was wondering, you know, as a writer, I feel like there's a, there's a trade-off between sort of the the resonance that comes with uh, thank, thank you, you. Sure. with um, pop culture references and the risk that it will will sort of date your work. Um, do you worry ever about like your work not living for the ages? Or? I don't. Okay. The only the only the only thing that I've written where I worry about that is I did that chat book in two thousand eight that Finishing Line pressed and it's all political poetry. Ah uh, yes. <laughs> and um, it's all really about the Bush era right. and, and the Reagan era. So uh, some of that holds up still. The Katrina poems, I think, still do. Sure, sure. The 9-11 poems still hold up, but the stuff that's like strictly related to Bush, I was reading a few of them the other day, and I was like, ah, oh, these, these won't go down in the history books. You've had really good luck with uh, small presses, though, aside from self-publishing. Um, care, to, care to talk about some of that? I love it. I love, I mean, you know, from the poetry to the novels, because Vanilla Hearts is a small indie press. It does fiction. And I just think that you get a more personalized relationship, not only with the publisher, but with the other authors who are on there, too. You feel more, you're like more of a team. You know, you have to know going into working with the small press, and even working with some of the bigger presses these days, that you're going to have to do a lot of your own promotion. You're going to do a lot of your own gigs. Um, and I'm, I'm admittedly a shameless self-promoter. You know, you, you learn to do that. And, um, but you also get a little more control, because I've been able to work with the presses on how the covers are going to look, the layout, all of that. You know, which you don't get with a big, you know, one of the big six, as they call them. But I have some friends who who are on the big six, and you know, they've they've got a couple books out, and they're having to set up their own gigs and send out books for review and roundup press and all that. They're not getting any because the the big publishers they they're they're still scrambling to figure out the future. This whole ebook thing—they are so behind the curve. Sure. Um, and they're only gonna—they're only gonna work with a few authors every year, who they know are gonna sell really big, and all the promotional stuff is gonna go to that. And all everybody else—you're on your own. We've published you. You're with Penguin now. <laughs> Get out there and sell it. You know. I—I I would love to not have to sit on Facebook for hours and do Twitter. I would love to not have to. I would love to have someone doing that for me, or <laughs> to live in know, a world where Twitter didn't exist, or live in a world where Twitter didn't exist, <laughs> or yeah, I would love that. But you know, one of the great examples, you know, Margaret Atwood, who's one of my favorites. She is like an obsessive Twitter. Mm -hmm. I mean, she tweets all day long, and it's her doing it because I inter I got to interview her a few years ago, and. We spent most of the 
most of the conversation, we got onto Twitter, and the whole interview just turned into a conversation about Twitter. Because she just thinks that this is the greatest thing ever. You know, she's like, it's the modern telegraph. And, you know, she, I mean, she tweet, she's, she's retweeted some of the stuff that I've posted before, because now she knows I'm on there. And, you know, when she retweeted me once, I think it was back in the spring, and I got like 100 new followers like in like 24 hours because she retweeted something. I mean, that you can't buy that kind of, you know. What's next? I know Render in, um, in April. I'm finishing up the, I'm actually a little late actually, sending the, the galley of the, of the manuscript for Render back to Sibling Rivalry right. this weekend with the corrections. And will this be your first book with them? Okay. It seems like they've been really active with Atlanta they, writers lately. They, yeah, because they've done the Dustin's chapter. Right. Teresa Davis's book mm -hmm. is coming out with them. Um, Sibling Rivalry has just... It's shocking how quickly they've grown and how much prestige they've earned in such a short amount of time. And I think it's because they're, the editor, Brian Borland, is just so astute about the poets that he's picked to be on the roster. And then the literary magazine that Sibling Rivalry does, Asarakis, you know, it was selected by Library Journal as one of the best literary magazines in America. And it's only been out doing it, it's only been doing it for a year. <clears throat> so it's quality work, you know, the, the, the covers they do are gorgeous. Um, you know, he just, he gets it, there's just like blanket coverage. He sends it out to every potential review uh, site possible to Publishers Weekly. Um, they work with the authors on getting interviews, and I mean, it's just you know, it's just a lot of dedication. And you know, they've had the last three or four books they've put out have become bestsellers on Amazon. Dustin's book was like number one, I think, well. for a little while. Um, you know, so they just do a really great job, and people recognize that, uh, that they're doing such a fantastic job. So I'm honored, I'm, I'm thrilled, because I had this, this collection, you know, I did Better to Travel in 2003, and the other two books that have come out have been chapbooks, so this is my first full collection in 10 years. Thank you, Colin, and thank you, Stacy. Colin is now working to complete the third and final installment in his Martin Page series. The second book in that series, Remain in Light, was the first ever e-book to be nominated for a Townsend Prize for Fiction. And following book three, Colin says he's going to journey into yet another genre. You see, he's traveled to England at least once or twice a year for the past 20 years, and he's hoping to publish a travel memoir about his adventures across the pond. So remember, Kiss Shot is available for free this weekend only on Amazon.com. And you can keep up with um, Colin's usual writing life by following him on Twitter at Colin Kelly. So, hey, have you heard? We are officially big time. The Southern Spines podcast is now available on iTunes, which means that you can subscribe and get regular podcasts from us. And you can listen to us while you're walking the dog or avoiding your inbox at work. You can also find us on southernspines.com. We appreciate you listening. <laughs>